0: MLM Nation, episode 134. It's just about being interested in people, not just the ones that you know, but the ones that you don't know. Because the ones that do extremely well in network marketing are the ones that are interested in helping the people around them. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Do. Presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM Income Earners.
1: This show is brought to you by MLM Nation Insider. So what is Insider? Insider is a true university-style learning center and couldn't be further from any ordinary membership site or other MLM trainings. We just launched a new training center for insider members. Every aspect of this new environment and the training house there were built for one reason. To give you a library of mini courses with checklists and shortcuts. You can pick any of network marketing, any area of network marketing that you want to improve on, such as how to use social media to grow your business, how to approach co-market prospects, how to find prospects in your new city, and so on, and find an implementation guide to get you up and running quickly. I also host a special coaching webinar every week for Insider members, so you can join in on the fun and get solutions to any obstacles you may be facing in your business. So whatever you need help with, you can ask me. All you have to do is contact me through the special email address that in- only Insider members have, that, so contact me through the special email address, and I'll answer it on the webinars. And even if you can't make the webinars, you can still ask me a question, I'll answer it, and you can listen to the recording which is posted twelve hours later in the special membership site. You'll also be able to connect with all the other ML Nation insider members in our private Facebook group and attend special get-togethers through ML Nation live events and I'll tell you what, we are having a ton of fun, this group. And for, this is special for you, for being a special, loyal listener of the MLM Nation podcast, I want to give you a special opportunity to take a dollar test drive. Yes, you can take a dollar trial, you get access to all the MLM Nation resources for seven days for only one dollar. So head over to MLMNationInsider.com. That's MLMNationInsider.com and I'll catch you there. And now, let's get ready for our guest today. Ready? Three, two, one. MLMation, this is Simon Chen, and I'm fired up to have one of my friends from Melbourne on the show today. An awesome Gen Y dynamic leader. His name is Louis Q.
0: Louis, are you ready to make it happen? Oh, man, I'm so excited. Really excited for this. So what's up, everybody? Louis Q is a dynamic Gen
1: Y leader who's only 26 years old. He got an early start in network marketing eight years ago when he turned 18 while he was still in college. He did the business part-time while he studied as a full-time student. And by the time he graduated four years later, unlike his other friends, he didn't need a job because of the financial benefits that his MLM business gave him. Louis is currently a two-star diamond and one of the top income earners in his company. He's also the founder of an awesome Gen Y team, and I know this for a fact because I actually visited him, I'm friends with a lot of them, and I've actually trained them in the past when I went to Melbourne, an awesome team called LOC Entrepreneurs. Louis' passion is to set an example to others that anything is possible if you put your mind to it. And Louis travels frequently to other countries to help distributors achieve the same success he's had. So, Louis, I've given Emma this year just a brief intro about your background, but please share more about your, you know, how you came across network marketing at only 18 years old. Because I'm so jealous. I mean, I wish I got started at 18.
0: <laughs> so, how did you get started at 18? Man, I get that question a lot. Everyone's like, man, I wish I started when I was your age and all that. Man, I, I promise you guys, it's not that glamorous. You know, <laughs> when you're 18 and you uh, and you start a business and you go around talking to your friends about, hey, you know, join my business, and, you know, everybody gives you this funny look. They're like, man, you serious? You're 18, dude. Like, business, really? <laughs> so it's not as glamorous, but... Um, I did absolutely enjoy every step along the way, and um, it's definitely been an awesome ride and awesome journey. So how did you... uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to explain how I got involved, right? I mean, so... My parents were actually consumers of a, uh, of a health product, and so they've been on the product for a long time due to my mom's um, health conditions, and it's been really good. So growing up and going through high school, I just kept on taking these things that my parents told me to take, and I guess over time, I developed a little bit of a relationship with the product, um, if I could put it that way. And when I became 18, um, I was like a young guy who had a lot of big dreams. I wanted to do stuff w- with my life. I didn't want to end up being like everyone else. And to me, at the time, the way out was tutoring because I, you know, I got a decent score in um, out of high school, and you know, people wanted to learn what I knew. So I went out tutoring for uh, for I think a few months. And then during that time, I mean, it was good money, I made a lot of money, but the company I was with didn't end up going for longer than um, than around six months or something. So after a while, I was le- left uh, jobless. And at that point, I-, I guess I had a choice. I was thinking to myself, do I go find another part-time job somewhere? A lot of my friends were working in uh, restaurants or um, pharmacies and things like that. And I thought, you know what, I just that, that just doesn't resonate with me too much. So that's when I had to look at the business opportunity attached to the products I was taking. And, um, you know, I thought, man, I'm 18. I don't know anything, but I got nothing to lose. And uh, it'll be a good story to tell one day anyway. So um, and that's how I went for it when I was
1: 18. That's an amazing story. So did your parents later on eventually get involved with as well, seeing that you got involved?
0: Right. Well, they actually got involved pretty early. So if I backtrack to my high school days, um, my parents uh, had their own little uh, traditional business that they were running and they were doing good. But um, there was a point in time where uh, my dad thought, you know, I'm not going to run this business for the rest of my life. So I'm going to try and invest some money. And (laughs) through his um, uh, attempts at investment, I think he, he lost most of the money that he made, which put the family in a really, really awkward situation. Um, and, you know, things were not going good between my parents because of the money and everything. So, what ended up happening was my dad, because he was so, in so much debt, um, he pursued the business first. And at that time, um, I saw him grow. I saw him go out there and work really hard in, in this network marketing business. So I guess and that was one of the factors that allowed me to ease into MLM a little bit easier was seeing that my parents were involved first as well.
1: Man, you're the luckiest guy. Not only did you get started at 18, yet you had a father. That's like uh, what would support you in network marketing. Well, most, kid, most people start way too late, and then they also uh, – like the toughest critics are their parents.
0: That is true. That is true. And I, I encounter so many young people with uh, you know, their parents telling them to get a real job and things like that. So I consider myself, man, extremely blessed to have my parents support me in uh, in what I do. So let's go back to when you started at 18. Like people looking at giving you weird
1: looks. I mean, most of your friends at 18, they're probably like just going to school or partying oh, yeah. or playing video That's games. Right. So how did you get any momentum? How did you – Gets? How did you get people to sign up? What
0: did you do? Well, I, I don't think I ever had much momentum looking back, man. I mean, I was just going out there talking to people. Uh, the thing that I had on my side was I didn't really care about speed of my business because to me, I was you know I was eighteen. I had plenty of time. I had nothing to lose. It was just something that. I had time to figure out so I would talk to friends and when they said no I'll be like well that's okay you know and I'll move on to other people I I didn't really create much momentum until uh, until I ended up sponsoring in fact one of my neighbors who's who's a really really nice guy Um, but you know I had to go to his house before every other business appointment in a suit just to visit him just to say hi you know and it got to a stage after a few months where he's like dude what is this business you're doing? And I think that's when there was a bit of a tipping point in the business. I found my first leader in my business, but man, it took a long time. I had many, many funny stories of, uh, in, in fact, one guy I was prospecting, um, it was a cold market guy that I met in university and I brought him to one of our meetings. Right. And then the moment the speaker started talking about the compensation plan this guy asked me to go to the bathroom so he went into the bathroom and he never came out the guy never came out and i was like what wh- 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 where where is this guy <laughs> right so i went back in after 10 minutes he wasn't in there but this little this little window at the top of the bathroom was it was open and my only hypothesis was the guy jumped out of the window and to me that was just hilarious. I'm like, why? I mean, so he actually why? went to the choose? bathroom. He actually went to the bathroom and he was like was kinda of like in the
1: movies. People are escaping from somewhere. You go to the bathroom, yeah. he never comes out. Oh my goodness. Yeah,
0: yeah. Except I wasn't some, you know, crazy guy that was trying to hunt him down and kill him. I was just I brought him to a meeting. <laughs> I was showing him my business. So man, you got so many funny stories like that um, when you're trying to when you're young and people who don't believe in you. But I, I loved it. I think it fueled me on, and um, I found the humor in that as well. And I just thought, you know, if everybody understood what I was doing, then there was probably no point for me to do it anyway. So. Yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed
1: it. It's incredible mindset. It's a lot of. Uh, I want to talk about that a little bit because most people, be, probably me, a lot of people may be devastated. I can't believe someone would do something crazy like that jump out jump jump out of window just to avoid this business. And this business is no mm. good. It's not bad. But what was your self? I mean, that's most people's self talk. What was your self talk? How did you just laugh it off and
0: keep going? Well, other than the fact that I just I just couldn't help but find that very funny um my self-talk was i believed in mlm and i knew that it could work um i mean at the time when i first started as well there wasn't any example of um of young people that I knew at the time who was doing well in MLM. So there there was that challenge in myself to say, hey, you could be, you know, like one of the first young people to actually make this happen. You know? I think at the time one of the one of the feelings I felt, even from some people in my own company, was, hey, you're too young for this, you know, like what are you doing here? Let the uh let the adults do their thing, you know. Just don't get in the way, right? And I think I took that upon myself as a bit of a challenge because I thought MLM is not supposed to be a, uh, a industry that prejudged people. You know, and I think that's one of the best things that people always talk about. It doesn't matter what your qualifications are, how old you are, how young you are. It's just whether you have the heart. And to me, I had the heart. I had a vision. I had something that I wanted to do with my life and nothing else. At the time, could give me an opportunity to do that, except for MLM. So, and I guess that was just my self-talk. Man, I got a vision, I've got a dream, and I believe I can get there. And if people gonna jump out of the bathroom, then. Hey, that's pretty funny. <laughs> De-
1: definitely. So, obviously, you're very disciplined. and Because most kids, like 18, 19, 20, all they think about is partying. I mean, if you're guys, right. you're thinking about girls, partying. Uh, you're probably maybe studying just to you know maybe keep the parents happy, right? Right. And, uh, right. And you're playing video games or doing all types of nonsense. But how did you stay so disciplined? Because you're a very disciplined person. How did you stay disciplined? What was your routine like? How did you balance school? And where did you find
0: time to? Because you didn't drop out of school. You graduated. So how did you balance the time and make it happen? Right. Um, One of the things that my dad taught me um, early on was to just have a timetable. And and that's literally what I did. I, I planned out every single day of the week, hour by hour. So I knew exactly what I was doing. And because of that, I found time for assignments. I found time for school. I found time for, you know, at that time I had a girlfriend. as so I had time for my girlfriend back then. Um, and I had time for business. And the only thing that I guess I sacrificed was um, a lot of the social life at the time. And But most of my friends would just go out there and um, they would go partying and drinking and all that. And to me, that was just kind of it wasn't fulfilling in any way, you know, it didn't feel like I was building on my future, didn't feel like I was building on my life. And it was just more stimulating to me to feel like I'm doing something that's actually going to be pretty cool in a few years time. And, And I think thinking back now as a young person, one thing that motivated me was I wanted to graduate And not need to look for a job, whereas everybody else would be, you know, frantically going to interviews and trying to, you know, please people to to get a job somewhere, you know, and I wanted to just be like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with uni. And I, I'm, I'm good. Like, I don't, have to, I don't have to look for a job. I don't need to look for a job. And that was one thing that, I guess, motivated me when everybody else was going out and partying. I was like, well, I'm working towards a future that you guys are going to be jealous of one day anyway. So, um, I guess I felt pretty good about that. Yeah, but that's
1: the, very cool.
0: Yeah. And the more practical thing, yeah, is literally that timetable, Simon. Because, you know, we really don't have that much to do we we think we're busy we think we don't have time but the moment we plan out our time and we and we put in slots to fit things in we realize we have so much time that we're wasting because we're not focused because you know if we if you have a 1 hour block to get for example an assignment done or something right then you you got to focus but when you don't put that 1 hour slot in You'll end up going for two, three, four hours. You'll end up going on YouTube, on Facebook. You know, you, you'll do some weird stuff, and you'll do everything except for the assignment. So I just allocated my time, and with the allocated time, I focused on that particular thing. In fact, it made studying a lot easier because I said I just got to do one hour of this. After one hour, I'm done. You know, instead of sitting there for three hours and with nothing going in. So that focus. Through the timetable, I thought was the most important thing.
1: That is awesome advice, and ML Nation, I would go back, hit the rewind button, listen to that, uh, and that's something where you know you have an awesome father, and I know your father, John. Um, he, yeah, you're so lucky he taught you that because it took me like a mentor to t- teach me that, and you know, ML Nation, I'm just sharing, like, I did the stuff that, I mean, I didn't do it at 18. I did it later on in my life. But when I start <laughs> planning my day, like, and I could book end the day. Se- from the second you wake up to the second you go to bed, plan out every hour. You find yourself, you can do amazing things, amazing things. And you also find out, you know, you, before then, before, you, before I did that, I wasted lots of time. So make sure you do that and schedule a consistent time to prospect. Um, that Absolutely. is the key. Um, and because if you don't do it, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you know life happens, and next thing you know, you got to do it with the kids, you got to do this, and the whole day gone by, and you didn't do anything. And even if it, if it's like a 15 minute during your lunch break, you can make one or two, one or two phone calls. And look at Louis; he's like in college, he had a girlfriend, he's doing all this, and still could build a business. So make sure you use the calendar. Make that calendar, that timetable, your best friend. So thank you for sharing that really good advice.
0: Hey, yeah, It's my pleasure.
1: <laughs> now I, I want to talk about because um, your team is—I know you, a lot of the guys and the girls in your team, amazing team, yeah. LOC entrepreneurs. What do you teach them? Because a lot of the young entrepreneurs, they have these parents that look, you know, uncles. They don't respect them because they're young. So, what do you teach them? How can they still build a business?
0: Well, I think over time um, that 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 prejudice. With with you being a young person and you know me being older and I know more than you, that that prejudice is just an initial thing with with most people anyway. And I think if given a chance to really show people who you are and um, what value you can bring to them, um, we found that. It's been, um, it hasn't been the most difficult thing. So, so one thing that I work on the guys is first of all, you got to believe in yourself, right? I mean, if you're young and you're thinking, you're going out there talking to people thinking I'm young, thinking, you know, they know more than me. So, you know, then, then naturally you just won't be confident. Naturally you go out there and people won't believe in you because you don't believe in yourself, right? So one of the things I tell my guys is, look, you know, your age doesn't matter. Look at me. I started when I was 18. So what? You know, one of the top um, one of the top earners in our company now. I mean, the guy's so young. He started, I think, when he was 25 or something. Now he's in the top 25 um, income earners globally, right? And one thing that he always says is not about your age. It's about the value you bring. So if you've done the training, you know, you learned about the products. You know how our products can help these people. Then just go out there with confidence and share that you know? And we, so we do a lot of confidence building with our young guys because that's, that's the most important thing. Them going out there talking to people and approaching people with confidence. And I think with, with that confidence, there's a certain vibe of maturity that comes with that as well. And when someone a bit older, for example, has a chat with someone who's a bit younger, I think that maturity is impressive. You know, it's not confrontational. It's not you know, I'm, I'm talking about this, I'm, I'm disagreeing with you or anything like that. It's just a maturity. It's a maturity saying, so I just want to share something with you. I want to have a conversation with you. Let's have a discussion rather than, you know, pushing things upon people. And that maturity together with the confidence, I think, has been one of the main assets for a lot of the younger guys that are doing well in the business.
1: And I think consistency is a big part of it. You just shared before how, like, your neighbor, that was your big break, getting into that neighbor oh, Yeah, You were just in the suit all the time, right? And yeah. And he probably, the first couple of times, maybe the first couple of weeks, he's like, oh, what the heck is Louie doing? Like, like, give him, like, a week. He'd be out of that suit, you know? But <laughs> he keeps seeing the consistency of, you know, it builds you know, credibility and respect. So and that's mm. another big part of it.
0: Absolutely. And I was just telling my guys last night, in fact, um, in your, in your business, you're actually like a wine. So what I mean by that is, you know, at at the start, you're, you're just, you're not worth anything. Cause you know, when you package a wine, it's not vintage, but the longer you stay, the longer you don't give up, the more vintage you become and the more valuable you become because people are always looking at you. And I knew that at the start, people always looking at me. And the fact that, I was going to stay and I was going to stay strong and I was going to continue believing in my vision, even though at the start, I mean, there were no results, only people jumping out of bathrooms. My determination and staying made other people question their initial thoughts of what I did. And and that's, yeah, that would be an extremely, extremely valuable thing to just keep in the back of your head as you're running your mlm businesses people are looking at you and the longer you stay the more they question their judgment of you
1: i love that vintage wine so you're only 27 but you are vintage (laughs) i
0: hope so eight years (laughs) eight years
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome so um so i'm sure you have tons of stories you heard about the bathroom story but i like to know the shifting gears of blade, your worst moment in network marketing. Like it was so bad. You probably were, you wanted to quit. You hated the business, but somehow you kept going. And because of mm. that, you are where you are today.
0: Right. Great question, Simon. One One thing that I try to do as a young person is to never allow myself to start something and not finish it. Um, there was times I wanted to actually quit university because I thought, hey, this, this network marketing thing is going well, right? I mean, I, I just I don't see why I need to finish university. <laughs> and because of that, I, I didn't. I didn't, and I, and I kept going with university. I graduated because I didn't want to get into a habit of starting something and not finishing it, right? So there wasn't really a time where I wanted to quit because to me that was never an option. It was just, it can get really bad. I can get extremely, extremely emotional and demotivated, but quitting was just never an option. It was A, B, C, D. It was never an option, right? So for me, the worst moment was probably when I built up momentum. I set up my first team and, you know, things were going well. People were building. People were going out there sponsoring. They're prospecting. Everything's kind of autonomous, And it got to a stage, though, where it became stagnant. And when it became stagnant, I didn't really have a place where I did a lot of personal development at that time. So my leadership style was extremely um, um, tough. It was tough. And I I ended up developing a nickname within – some of my team and they called me the driller because <laughs> everything I'd say, it would hurt as if it was like a drill, <laughs> you know, and, and it got to a point where people were no longer having fun. They were no longer enjoying their business. and um, and people became very scared of um, approaching me about things because I would always point out their mistakes rather than the things that they were doing well. And, uh, you know, fast forward over time, the whole team that I so you know, passionately built, everybody left. Everybody wow. left, and, and that, at that time I was thinking, man, this sucks. <laughs> you know, this this really sucks. Now I just want to emphasize though, quitting was never an option. Right? It was tough. It was crazy, but quitting was never an option. And because quitting was never an option, the only option I had was, all right, well, what was wrong? What can I do to rebuild? this team right and I'm extremely thankful at the time I had two friends approach me and um and they said hey Louie you know the stuff that's happened with your business and stuff um don't take this the wrong way but we just think you know you got to stop being a jerk and they said those exact words you got to stop being a jerk and I said but I I haven't been I mean everything I've said it's for their own good I want them to do well and they said yeah maybe but it doesn't come across that way to them you don't like them to them you just you know pick out all the bad things that they're doing to them you're not building them up but you're breaking them down and that was such an enlightening moment for me because I realized that this collapse and look it could be for a variety of reasons but the one that mattered to me the most was my part and what i did as a part of that collapse right and and how i contributed to it and to me it was bad leadership it was just bad leadership and um so that's when i really learned the importance as a young person of personal development Of uh, learning about how to actually lead people, how to respect people and how to meet people where they are and not expect everybody to be exactly where I am and have the same personality as me. And from that lowest moment, you know, that's when I slowly started to build on myself first and start building my team from there.
1: You know, uh, you're lucky those two friends, Uh, I shouldn't say luck, because luck is when you work hard, hard work makes opportunity, Uh, but those two friends told you that. Were they in your downline, or these are cross-line leaders that that you're friends with?
0: Yeah, they were in my downline, but they were close friends with me even before the business as well.
1: Wow. Wow. And I also want to bring up something that you uh, talked about, and actually... It's funny because I just came back from New York. I did my little No BS, No Hype training tour there. And I talked about how everything is a muscle. And mm. so discipline or not quitting is not something we're born with. It's a muscle. So mm. like Louis just gave a great example how he doesn't quit Well, because it's a muscle. And you gave a great example of, of school, right? Like right. You, the school is not going to help. It's really irrelevant to what you're doing. It's no, it's not going to help you get it. You know, a job. You don't care about a job and stuff like that. But you stuck with it because you don't quit. And like every time you don't quit on something, the muscle in your brain gets stronger and stronger. So that when something like bad happens, like a whole you lose a whole team, you have to let the muscle strong enough already. Like you, you do, you do all these push ups all the time. All of a sudden, you have to bench something that's really heavy. It's not a problem. So Absolutely. thank you for sharing that because I think that's what a lot of people miss. They think, oh yeah. Uh, Louis very motivated. He's very focused, disciplined. doesn't realize all the, and that's just probably one example. I'm sure you can list out like 20, 30 things in your life where other people have quit, but you didn't. And that's why mm. you are where you are today.
0: Mm, absolutely. It is definitely a, a habit that you get into of not quitting. And it's not just about your business, it's in all things in life. So, absolutely right. Um, let's shift gears a little bit.
1: What would you consider your proudest moment in network marketing?
0: Um, I think, you know, my life hasn't been the easiest, and um, I think most of it is because all the stuff that my parents had to go through in order to give me a better life. They were uh, first-generation immigrants into Australia, and, you know, since since I can remember, man, they've been working really, really hard in all sorts of different industries just to Give me a better future, and um, they make that known to me. You know, they say we work really hard because we want you to have a better future. So, so I guess to me, I've always grew up with a sense of uh, responsibility to um, do what I can to live up to their expectations, right? And one of the proudest moments, man, it has to be when we got the uh, one of the awards with our company where we um, were the top twenty-five growers of business in our region. And um, we got the free trip, which was nice. And, you know, I was able to get my parents to go on that together as a couple. And I don't remember the last time that they actually went on a holiday together, like just a holiday holiday. And that was the first time um, in my memory anyway that they went. um, I think they went to Japan and they just took heaps of photos and they had a great time. And to me... I felt proud of. I, I thought, you know, hey, this business is awesome. I did good, and um, if I had given up somewhere along the way, my parents wouldn't be there. And just to see some of their photos and uh, hear some of their experiences, it makes everything along the way just that much more worthwhile.
1: That is very cool. Uh, just out of curiosity, were you born in Australia or you uh, from
0: uh, immigrated? Yeah, I immigrated to, I came to Australia when I was uh, five and a half years old. Yeah, so I was born in China originally.
1: You know, because when you're talking about your parents, that totally reminds me how like, we probably have similar backgrounds where my dad, yes, told me all the time, like my life could be way, because my parents, but when they came over, they basically had no money. They were both yeah. living in a tiny 400-square-foot studio. Like, if, we, if we stayed in Hong Kong, we would have a 10 times better life. We doing all. We don't have to pay taxes. We don't have to do this. Uh, it's all because of you and your brother. So <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of growing up. That's all I heard. You better work and you better study. You better be successful. And, and I share that because sometimes when you get that, you, you do feel some type of motivation, right? If you don't mm. become successful, you kind of let your parents down. And it's like yeah. you don't want to do that. So whatever – I done. I'm always thinking in my back of my mind, like I want to make my parents proud. I don't want them to feel like they wasted their life for me, and then I let them down. So
0: absolutely, man, absolutely. There's a bit of pressure there, but um, it was good pressure. It yeah. was good pressure.
1: And what excites you most about network marketing now? The way um, you've been in the profession for eight years now, what, what changes have you seen? What gets you excited?
0: Well, uh, two main things that that really are extremely obvious to me. Number one is I think the reputation is changing. And I mean, when I first got started with uh, network marketing, it was just so much negativity. And it's because people didn't know what they were doing and they wanted to make money. And they came up with uh, extremely creative ways to do that, which were sometimes annoying and unethical to certain people. And it developed a... uh a very bad reputation for the industry. But now over the past 10 years, I think there's just so much shift in personal development. There's so much shift in accountability as well, because everyone's on the internet. Everyone can see each other. Everyone can, you know, see what each other's doing. You have friends who are cross lines in different companies and all that. And there's just a lot more accountability too. And I just feel people are starting to build their business, in a very, very positive way where they're impacting people positively. Um, there's a lot less of that unethical stuff that went around, you know, in the past few decades. I mean, I love the network marketing profession now. And most people that I meet in network marketing are just great people who just want to help others. And that's that I'm really excited about that. And the second thing is just how open young people are to network marketing. Um, I mean, they, they're just hungry, you know, and almost every company that I've come across, they have strong teams of young entrepreneurs just out there trying to make it happen because Gen Y are just, and millennials are just extremely motivated, right? I mean, they're lazy in a way that they don't want to work for the rest of their lives, but because of that laziness, they're willing to work hard now. And, you know, you have some of the fastest growing, um, sectors and network marketing with young people, you know, because they're motivated, they're positive. And I think it's, it's such a great example and role model to a generation as a whole, when you have young people not going out there partying and drinking every night, but there's a positive influence on society. We ran a party, um, I think a couple of months ago, Simon, and it was in a public park, right? We had a barbecue and everything as we do in Australia. And you know, we had these parents of kids, of young children, and they were very nervous because we're this bunch of, you know, like 20 year olds who are really loud and stuff. They were really nervous about, you know, how their kids would feel. But they came to us after about an hour. and They said, you guys are awesome. You know, for once, we're not scared about our kids running around next to you guys because you're not swearing, you're not drinking, you're not, like, saying stupid stuff that I don't want my kids to hear. I just wanted to tell you guys, like, you guys are awesome, you know? And I love that. I love the fact that it gives young people an opportunity to do something with their lives that's going to make an impact on their lives and their society as well.
1: That is amazing. And, uh, you're, you know, way mature beyond your years and, uh, you speak with authority, and mm nation. If you're a, uh, like a Gen Y or young, and you want to learn how to get people to respect you, um, just pay attention to how Louis is doing this uh, conversation we're having. I mean, you, you know, and one of the things I want to point out, like Louis speaks very slowly, and that is something that you know. Uh, Terms of prejudice, like a lot of young people, I know I was, and I still speak very fast. But Louis, if you if I didn't tell you his age, you wouldn't guess he's only 26 years old. (laughs) I mean, it may sound bad, but you sound like an old man, right? But it's a (laughs) good thing, but the maturity is there. Like, seriously, if I didn't, ML Nation, if you just you know, maybe you play for one of your downlines, get this episode, play right in the middle, have them listen for five, ten minutes of Louis, and most people probably cannot guess how old Louis is because. He, not just this pers- from the person development, but the, his speaking style, very slow and composed. And it's just like we are all prejudiced. But once someone listens to that, it's like instant credibility, uh, authority. Because you know? he doesn't speak like most younger people who speak very fast and very, I guess, so emotional. You've, you're very composed, and I really like that mm-hmm. about you.
0: Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Sound like an old man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you sound like an old man. Okay, great hey. compliment. <laughs> hey, so as we wrap up the show, because we can go on and on, but as we wrap up the show, we got uh, I know your time is valuable. I want to pick your brain in some really quick questions. okay These could be really okay. short answers. Uh, so yeah. one of them is what is one of your favorite success quotes that's
0: motivated you? Favorite success quotes. Um, this is probably very different to a lot of people, but it would be a Bible verse for me. Uh, it'll be Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ. It strengthens me and it gives me, it gave me, and it still gives me today as a young person, the confidence to do what I do. Um, because I know that what I do doesn't come from myself.
1: Awesome. Uh, the next question, what is, aside from not quitting, what is one habit or routine that's helped you become successful?
0: Uh, probably focusing. Um, focusing gives me a lot more time because I, I don't waste time not focusing on something. Um, I plan ahead, like I said before. And because of the planning, I'm able to sit down and focus on a specific thing for a specific amount of time. And that focus, I think, is what a lot of people, especially young people, lack in their business. Um, yeah, but I, I try and focus as much as I can.
1: What's the best piece of advice you ever received?
0: Louis, stop being a jerk.
1: <laughs> I like that <laughs> and and I think the lesson is it's not you know what you know it's not it's not what you don't know that it's going to kill you it, Someone told me that it's not what you don't know that's mm. going to kill you. It's what you know that you think that it is all there to know that's going to kill you, and mm. you were a certain way because you felt that's the way to do it but you know, you were open-minded mm. and uh, you're you humble enough to realize, hey, I was a jerk, I need to change. And that's, yeah. n- a lot of people may not take that. Like, I'm not a jerk, I'm, that's the way I should be, right? But you, you have the humility to do that. So thank you yeah. for sharing that story again. Absolutely. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone is interested, they are qualified. Do you send them mm. a link, online link uh, to a video? Do you do a Skype call, a webinar? Or do you sit down and use old school flip chart? Or do you use a newsletter or iPad presentation? What do you like to use?
0: Yeah, um, I love to sit down with people. So I'm not a big user of uh, webinars and sending links and stuff like that because I think it's open to interpretation and I would just love to sit down with somebody and get to know them. So when I do sit down, I mean, the best tool I use is a coffee because <laughs> um, it it opens people up and we just talk over coffee. Um, but, yes, I do use a company's newsletter just as a visual aid. Um, I had an iPad that I used before, but I just felt it was, I don't know, I didn't like it too much, so I just went back to the old school pen, paper, and a newsletter just as a visual aid.
1: I love that. So Gen Y, I mean, maybe Louis is just an old man. But Gen Y, <laughs> old man using old school pen and paper newsletter. I mean, gosh, you know, most people who are like older, they're like, oh, I want to, I need to be like the Gen Ys. I need to order this high tech. And here we have a high tech. We have a Gen Y leader going old school. So I Isn't love that. Isn't that funny? I, I love that. And so because a lot of people say, oh, I'm, you know, people are baby boomers. Oh, I want to get in touch with the Gen Y. I, I need to learn all this technology. You don't need it. People ultimately, people are buying you, and you can tell Louis invests a tremendous amount of time working on himself, personal development, and uh, so you know he's using old school pen and paper. Works for him. That's all. That's I love that.
0: But that worked for me. So,
1: <laughs> hey, do you have a favorite uh, online resource, like a Dropbox or Evernote, or do you have a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? <laughs>
0: Um, not not necessarily, man. It's probably not the uh, the answer most of you guys are looking for. But my favorite online resource is Facebook. <laughs> I'm always on Facebook when it comes to prospecting. Um, I mean, it's a great way for me just to, to just keep up with everybody's lives. Everyone's busy today, and I feel like to be a good network marketer, I have to know about people. I have to know where they are at in life. And Facebook allows me to do that and allows me to stay in touch with people. And it's a great tool for our team as well. I mean, we have groups and things on Facebook where we can upload files and uh, presentations and trainings and stuff that we can all share with each other. So, man, Facebook's my thing in terms of online resource.
1: What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation?
0: Old school. Absolutely old school. I hear so much uh, mixed reviews about this but it's still how to win friends and influence people take those old school concepts apply them in your life it works wonders and ml nation you know that is a classic and i know you love the audio
1: because you listen to this podcast so if you haven't read it you can get an amazing free audiobook like how to win friends and influence people which every distributor must read okay, you can get it for free at mlmnationbook.com. book.com a free audiobook at mlmnationbook.com. book.com So, Louie, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you
0: ready? Yeah. Okay, hit me.
1: Before we go to the million-dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business, and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for MLM Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that helped me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So some, here's some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Okay, not all prospects are the same, they're different. You also get my proven cold market scripts that help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that helped me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80 something people in one year. How would your business grew if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome their objections. So, listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So, you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six figure clothes. So, you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script why it's a six figure clothes. Because I used it to sign up one of my party friends, this guy was a party animal. And I used that six figure clothes and he joined and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person and so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar so anyway enough of what you learned what you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down it's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com okay sponsoringworkshop.com this free webinar is offered three different days that's the cool part There's three different days at four different times, so that, can, so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million-dollar MLM business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question here's the million dollar question imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one so you didn't even know your parents you didn't know anyone didn't know your team no friends your contact list was zero but you had Mm. all your current knowledge skills and wisdom what's the first thing you would do or the first place you would go to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch
0: wow good question now I'm thinking if I, if I moved to a new country right and I, and I didn't know anybody it, it would be impossible for me to not know anybody forever I would I would meet people in places and I think that's where I would go I, I would go out there uh, you know I'd go shopping right I assume I, I'll need a place to stay so I'll talk to the person that's referring me like an agent or something I'll just I'll just connect with people. I'll connect with people everywhere that I go, and I think one of the one of the things I don't do as often as other people in ML. I don't I don't think this is right or wrong, by the way, but I don't usually intentionally go somewhere with the intention of prospecting. I just I just live life, but as I live life, I come across people everywhere, and when I come across people, I make a conscious effort to connect with people and to hopefully bring value to people in what I do. And, you know, one great example, I was at the tennis just to um, Australian open for those tennis fans at the tennis just uh, two days ago or something. And um, I had the pleasure of being in um, a private box and with each box, there's just one waiter just serving. Right. And he seemed like a really nice guy. And I thought, you know What? He's listening to all this awesome stuff we're talking about, about our company, right? I'm just going to go say hi and introduce myself. And that's what I did. I went up and I said hi. And he was asking me questions about our company and what we did. And he was really interested. So it's just about being interested in people, not just the ones that you know, but the ones that you don't know. Because the ones that do extremely well in network marketing are the ones that are interested in helping the people around them and making the world a better place. And if you just do that, that's what I'll do. That's what I'll do anyway.
1: Awesome advice. Just live life. I love that. Uh, Louis, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you?
0: Last words of advice. Well, um, okay. Well, first thing, I mean, if you want to connect, I'm on Facebook, like I said before, so um, you can find me on Facebook. I have a, a little fan page that I'm running. It's not a very big one, but you can go have a look. I make posts on there once in a while just to um, help motivate some of you guys in your businesses. So you can definitely connect with me there. Um, you can follow me on Instagram on Q U. So that's really simple as well. But man, last piece of advice for everybody. MLM is an industry that's growing. And if you don't know that yet, you will know soon. It's an industry that's growing. And, However, it is an industry, I think, that is still relatively unorthodox as compared to a lot of other things that that you'll come across. So the key for everybody is just don't give up. Learn it like a new trade. Learn it as if you were being an accountant. Learn it. Spend years perfecting your craft. You know, MLM Nation, different podcasts, books, and stuff like that. These are great resources for you to learn right because for you to become an expert a professional at this industry you have to put in the hours you have to put in the work ethic and and that's just that's just my advice don't expect quick money don't expect to make like millions of dollars within one hour because that just it doesn't make sense right you get paid the value you bring to the marketplace and you only gain value by being teachable learning developing yourself
1: ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Louie Q. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Louie or Q at the search bar. Louie's L-O-U-I-E. Q, his last name is Q-U, like in Queen, Q-U at the search bar. And the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom and how to contact Louie, the links will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Louis, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Louis, and God bless you.
0: Bless you, too. Thank you, everybody. Good luck.
1: ML Nation, before we do the important recap and review, here's a final call to action to head over to mlnationinsider.com. We have launched a new training center for MLM Nation Insiders. So what is Insider? You know, Insider is a true university-style learning center and couldn't be further from any ordinary membership site or other MLM trainings. Every aspect of this new environment and the trainings out there were built for one reason, and that's to give you a library of mini-courses with checklists and shortcuts. You can pick any area of network marketing that you want to improve on, such as social media, how to use code, you know, approach co-markets, how to find prospects in a new city, and find an implementation guide to get you up and running quickly. I also host a special coaching webinar every week for insider members, so you can come in and join in the fun and get solutions to any obstacles you may be facing in your business. So whatever you need help with, you can ask me. All you have to do is contact me through the special email address that only Insider members have. And even if you can't make the webinar live, you can still email me that question and I'll answer it. And you can listen to the recording 12 hours later. You'll also be able to connect with all the other MLM Nation Insiders. Could we talk about the network, how invaluable that is? You can connect with that network in the private Facebook group and get... You know, attend special get togethers through ML Nation live events, and we are having a ton, a ton of fun. And for being a loyal listener of ML Nation podcast, I want to give you a special opportunity. I appreciate you. A special opportunity to take a dollar test drive. You get access to all the ML Nation resources for seven days for only one dollar. So, head over to com. That's com. And now, let's go over the main aha moments and action steps that you must take after lessons we just learned from our special guest today. ML Nation, quick recap and review from an awesome show and lessons from Louis Q, Gen Y leader, only 26 years old. Could you tell, if anyone could tell, he was 26, he's so mature, composed for his age. Um, just shows volumes of what Personal development. A couple of things is personal development and also the habit. You know, I always talk about the things that we do, habits, is like kind of like of a muscle. Like, if you can't do 10 push ups, right, in the gym, uh, and then for me to tell you to do 10 push ups, it's probably going to be tough. But you can, and people are not born strong, they're built. Muscles, any type of discipline habit is built over time. Like, if you do one or two push ups every single day, uh, I'm telling you, you push it to three, and then a week later, you do four push ups at a time. Within like a month you could do 10, 20, 30, 40 push-ups, right? So it's consistency. And that's one of the major lessons I want to point out that Louie brought up was that he never quit, right? And the fact that he doesn't quit on anything, that makes his like not quit muscles stronger and stronger and stronger. Makes him mentally tougher. That's why when the guy, like the prospect, went to the bathroom and just you know, I couldn't believe it, escaped throughout the windows to just avoid him. He laughs it off because his not-quit muscle, his mental type is so tough, he's built it over time. And, you know, I know his father. His father is an amazing man and great parents actually raised his son like that. Obviously, a lot of it comes from his parents. Um, you know, they were immigrants from China. Just cut the consistent work ethic and see what his struggles, the struggles his father had to go through definitely helped him out. Uh, his father's John helped him as well. But, you know, Everything is the muscle. Start working on it. And another thing is the timetable, calendar. You must book in your days. I just shared that with one of my coaching clients. Every hour should be booked. And I'm telling you, routines may seem boring, but routines set you free. Okay, routines. A prospecting routine would set you free in two years if you do that. What Louis did, even through his college, doing that, and. It wasn't like it was boring. He had a girlfriend. He did have fun with his friends, but he had a consistent time every day. He would prospect from morning to night. Every hour was booked. So he wasn't like thinking, about oh, what should I doing now? Ever just look at the calendar, as appointments, when he should be studying, when he's prospecting. It's all listed there. Another thing, uh, if, if you're Gen Y, you're listening to this. Again, the, one of the lessons is speak. you can speak slower the way Louis speaks, very composed, very mature. That's an immediate thing that you can get people to respect you more. Just change your pace. Sometimes you can be excited and hyped. Sometimes you can be very slow, mellow. Changing pace, that, that's a really, uh, that's a media technique you can apply now and you know, and people start looking at you differently, right? Uh, second thing, because that's also, you know, think about it. most people who are older, they speak slower, right? And they speak softer too. Uh, Louis speaks very soft. And that will immediately get people's attention that you are more mature stuff. Because, like, unfortunately, there are prejudices. People do judge younger people differently. Um, But consistent value, consistent providing value. If you're... Younger, it could be any age, you get consistent providing value, people will start changing, right? And it's like, he talked about, I love it, vintage wine. When you're a new distributor, you like new wine, it's worthless. The longer you stay, you start becoming vintage. And he shared a great story. His turning point was that neighbor. That neighbor went every day, every, you know, every time, every meeting, you see Louie in the suit, in the suit, dressed professionally. And over time, he's just like, you know, I'm sure the neighbor's like, oh, whatever. He's 18, 19, what the heck is he doing? But over time, weeks of seeing that. His perception changed. He got involved in the business, became one of his leaders, right? So uh, another thing is when you lead a Gen Y team, working on a confidence, training people on confidence. A lot of younger people, they don't have that confidence. So work on that. And another thing is, uh, I love this million dollar question, just live life right? Sometimes we're so, like, we're stiff to, oh, I got a prospect, and you talk to people, you're talking weird, you're stiff, you're not even normal, you're not like a human. Just live life, have fun, do the things that you normally do, and build genuine relationships. Pretend you're never in the business. How would you talk to someone, right? You want to be thinking about, oh, when am I going to transition and invite them to the business? What am I going to, you? and then all those type of thoughts going on in your mind, when am I going to bring up the business? When am I going to bring up the products? When am going to, All those things make you nervous and they make you look weird, right? Just be a normal person, live life, build general relationships and all that stuff will come naturally. So amazing show, Louis Q. Make sure you connect with him. Go to mlnation.net. Type in Louis at the search bar or Q, which is Q U. Okay, Q-U, I can Queen Q-U at the search bar. The show notes will pop right up. Definitely connect with him on Facebook. He's an awesome. His his team is also very dynamic LLC entrepreneurs. I know them personally. I've actually trained them before uh, when I've gone to Melbourne. Awesome team, awesome leader. Um, also, on Nation, if you like this, please leave a review on iTunes. Okay, please leave a review on iTunes. Really help out the show. Uh, really, That that's the... Uh, really mean a lot to me make me happy if you feel like you've got any value please leave a review and also um, share this with others you know we're an awesome profession you know good networkers are connectors connecting with people your upline downline, cross on your company outside the company share with others because this is an episode from Louie you get especially with Gen Y if you're younger amazing lessons on what you can do and also very very inspiring story as well so thank you for listening you know and um Go contact Louie. Go to the show notes page. And remember, we're in the business to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.